Ask Andy is our new subscriber-only show. Every month, Andy answers your questions. Like these. What's your favourite colour biro? What the f*** is it with you and terrapins? Uh, what are the spring 2024 catwalk colours? How goes it with the sitar? Can you recommend either the floating barge or the detour to Rwanda? What do you think of the kids of politicians getting into politics? Maybe you and your colleagues would be able to suggest some coping mechanisms. And Andy even asks a few questions himself. Do you, do you think I could get to Christmas number one? Subscribe to Ask Andy Now via any podcast platform. Go to thebuglepodcast.com forward slash donate. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Top Stories, I am Andy Zaltzman and we are digging once again into the Bugle archives. Back this time to March 2013, we were all fixated on the Vatican City, waiting for that holy white smoke that signals the arrival of a brand new, very old Pope. The appointment of Pope Francis marked several firsts for the Catholic Church, much to the delight of John Oliver and me. Top story this week! Ole, 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 ole. There's a pope, 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 the papal conclave. That was very much the uh, unspoken subtext of all the news reports. <laughs> yes, very- yes, that's right. They just didn't have the balls to actually say it or sing it. Say it, uh, Andy. The papal conclave clearly didn't take too long to put his fingers down his throat and throw up a pope. Because (laughs) on Wednesday, after just two days of discussion, white smoke billowed out of the Sistine Chapel and the Catholic Church took a bold new step into the future by electing an old white man with reactionary (laughs) views on homosexuality and birth control. But wait, this one speaks Spanish, so it's different! (laughs) Ole, 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 there's a pope, 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 <laughs> so, who de Pope, Andy? Well, uh, Jorge pope? Mareo Bergoglio, he de Pope. <laughs> or, as he is now called, Pope Francis. Or, Rome's most eligible bachelor. If you like the thrill of the chase, ladies, look no further than Pope Francis. There is a man who is playing really hard to get. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting choice of name. After almost 2,000 years of waiting, we finally have the first ever Pope Frank. Uh, which is great news for everyone, as you say. They did. Uh, yeah. They um they concleft the shit out of that decision. They uh, mm-hmm. really uh, concleft it beautifully, or concleaved it. I don't know. It's, what's the what's the past tense of that? I like concleaved. concleaved. I mean, that sounds. But they both sound nice. Yeah. They're both nice to say. But I'd go concleved. Uh, he's the first ever pope from South America, Argentinian, uh, from uh, Buenos yep. Aires, Bishop of Buenos Aires, and in his opening See. pope speech. My Latin's a little bit rusty, but the first thing he said was, uh, we in the Vatican City now lay claim to the Falkland Islands. <laughs> so, um, and then, uh, also a big hip-hop fan, he wowed the crowd by saying, uh, I love it when you call me Big Popper. So, um, <laughs> and he also said this, these uh, rather touching words, he said, this is a wonderful journey from infinity back to infinity. 
And that, sorry, no, that wasn't actually the Pope who said that. That was a deranged man talking to himself on the tube on the way in today who said that. But it could <laughs> really? have been the Pope. Oh. And I think, you know, who does that tell you more about? The Pope or the man on the tube? Well, it, it tells us an equal amount about both of them, Andy. And the fact that I wrote it down, it probably tells you something about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think that's much more... <laughs> The bigger lesson is there. So, let's take a closer look at the man who has seized this opportunity with both flippers. <laughs> and the man who will, <laughs> who will presumably have asked the question on his very first morning as Pope that all of us want an answer to, which is, how, with all the money that the Vatican has, do they not have robot butlers? <laughs> it just makes no sense, Andy. Um, so there's a lot of uh, firsts that this Pope is. Yep. Pope Francis is the first ever Pope Francis. He's also the first Jesuit to be Pope. Also the first Pope from outside Europe in a thousand years, over a thousand years. Also the first Pope from the Americas. Also apparently the first Pope to have wind beneath my wings as his karaoke, and I quote, go-to tune. <laughs> uh, also, John, he's the first yeah. Pope with only one lung. Yes, so, that's true. Which is wonderful, because you know, clearly they're reaching out to uh, the Catholic community in South America. Reaching out beyond the Vatican's traditional papal breeding grounds of Europe to more of the world's 1.2 billion Catholics, and also reaching out to animals who only have one lung, which predominantly are snakes, <laughs> as as we know from my stag weekend in Scotland. <laughs> and, um, but it's good to see that bitch being built by the Catholic Church, finally, because it's been tricky between us and the snakes ever since the whole Eve and the Apple business. But, yeah. Um, so that's great to choose a Pope who can relate, who snakes can relate to on a, just in terms of, you know, body issue. Yeah, well, he apparently had a lung removed when he was a teenager due to an infection, which yeah, means he's a one-lung Pope. And that really sticks <laughs> into the other Cardinals, Andy, yeah. who couldn't become Pope even though they had twice as many lungs as he did. <laughs> I mean, it's pathetic when you think about it. Also, the first Pope for over 300 years to have a tattoo. Uh, from some angles, it looks like Jesus blessing a donkey, but from others, it looks like Jane Mansfield in a bikini cleaning a car windscreen. But that's the, that's the 1950s for you, isn't it? Well, let's uh, let's look at his Pope stats, Andy. He can fire off 32 prayers a minute with no warm-up. He's batting 326 at getting prayers into heaven with those prayers in scoring position. Uh, he takes a papal rope size medium and a papal headgear size maximum. He can run 100 metres in full papal regalia in less than 45 seconds. And his record in fist fights with other popes is currently zero wins, zero losses, but that may be amended after he meets with Pope Benedict. We'll have to re-up those stats. Uh, he was very much an outsider at becoming Pope. Most betting sites had him at around 33 to 1. Uh, so congratulations if for some inexplicable reason you were betting on that. Uh, that would be a, Why wouldn't you bet on it? It would, be a, it would be an amazingly strange response, Andy. Someone in St. Peter's Square as the news came out. And the new Pope is Jorge Mario Bergoglio. Yes! Yes! Well, I'm so glad you feel so passionately that he's the right choice for the church. Oh, never mind that. I just won 300 grand. Hallelujah! Well, just, I don't know if you saw that. There was a lot of litter in St. Peter's Square after the crowd had dispersed. Maybe it's just a lot of betting slips <laughs> torn up. Oh, ah, shit. Bloody. I thought the Brazilian was a shoe in. <laughs> Perhaps that's why the Cardinals were not allowed cell phones in there, Andy. You, you didn't want them to be tempted to go in big just before the white smoke went up. It's, it's a little, it is a little strange 
uh, that he was seen as such a long shot, as he was apparently the second choice of the conclave that elected Pope Benedict eight years ago. So, you know, never the bridesmaid, <laughs> never the bride, Andy, but now he's the Pope. He's <laughs> Gary Goblet service. He's God's official answer phone. <laughs> I'm afraid God's not available right now, but if you leave a message with me, he'll get right back to you. Um... Uh, Argentinian Pope, that's uh, very... I mean, I like, uh, yeah. like you, John. I was hoping for a Brazilian Pope, for a, you know, yeah. a flare Pope. Flair, a, f- a flare Pope. Yeah. Pope Aldinho. Uh, but we yeah. didn't get that. Um, but if Argentinian Catholicism is anything like Argentinian football, he's probably not afraid of a challenge. And, and that is a good quality in a Pope, because there are a lot of challenges <laughs> facing the Catholic Church. Uh, spiritual renewal, he talked about, and that's only true, because somewhere along the line... In parts of the Catholic Church, Jesus' teachings of peace, tolerance, love, and avoiding institutionalised child abuse scandals and even more institutionalised cover-ups of those scandals mm-hmm. have occasionally yeah. not been applied with quite as much religious fervour as, as they might have been. Um, he warns that the Catholic Church would become, quote, a compassionate NGO without spiritual renewal. Now, which is a slightly odd thing to say, really. Um, yeah. And also as if compassion is something that they cannot possibly afford to be associated with. <laughs> yeah, because would being a compassionate NGO really be that bad? When you're warning people against something, aren't you supposed to use an example that doesn't sound inherently appealing? <laughs> Unless we confess to Christ, we'll become the food equivalent of a creamy chocolate eclair. <laughs> and no one wants that, right? <clears throat> Hold on, whose stomach just rumbled? I, I don't think you're getting the point that I'm trying to get across here. When I actually read it, I thought that's what he said that his aspiration was. It's like, now right. my new reign is in, we're yeah. going to become a great compassionate NGO. I thought, brilliant. Yeah, That's the no, opposite I'm, of what he wants. No, that was, that was the absolute end point of the worst <laughs> hypothetical decisions that could be made. It was the opposite of what he was saying. And he explained it by saying what would happen would be like when children make sandcastles and then it all falls down. Well, for a start, I think the Catholic Church has had enough trips to the beach with children. But also, um, what, well, what, I mean, what, what happens when children make sandcastles and they fall down? It's usually you go back to the hotel and get some supper before saying, OK, kids, you've had three days on the beach. Tomorrow it's mummy and daddy's turn to choose. We're going to a f***ing water park. <laughs> uh, much has been made of Pope Francis' lifetime of work with the poor in Argentina and his commitment to a humble lifestyle. He lived among the poor back home, choosing not to take the opulent residence that he was absolutely entitled to as Bishop of Buenos Aires. Uh, He rode a bus to work, wore an ordinary robe, and lived with an older priest in a simple apartment where he cooked his own meals. He's a famously humble man, and he's not fond of flashy things, which uh, really makes you think, well, good luck living in the f***ing Vatican then. (laughs) Because that place is the epitome of opulence. That place makes most rappers' mansions look like humble Argentinian priest dwellings. It's literally designed to make you think, oh, wow, if they're this successful, maybe there's something in this whole Catholic thing. <laughs> does suggest that he might be thinking about, you know, a lick of paint in the Sistine Chapel, just a kind of plain mm-hmm. magnolia yeah, colour. You know, yeah, just right, exactly. It's too flash, isn't it? It's too flashy. Yeah. Let's just get a kind of a corn yellow in there, just <laughs> over the, just or an egg, just an eggshell white. You know what? Corn yellow is too flashy. Just let, let's go. Let's yeah. go eggshell white. Maybe a yucca plant in the corner or some dry his, flowers. Uh, his, his first tweet, uh, this pope was Habimus Papum Franciscum. Uh, which, look, let's be honest, that sounds like a spell, Andy. (laughs) Was he he trying to turn a cardinal into a frog, or was he trying to erase everybody's memory of the last 20 years? (laughs) Uh, Translated from the Latin, it means, we have a new Pope Francis. 
And I like that, Andy, especially if he keeps referring to himself for his whole papacy in the third person. <laughs> Pope Francis feeling great today. Pope Francis just prayed up a storm. Pope Francis got hungry, so Pope Francis just demolished a carbonara. <laughs> and his final tweet, the devil, he try acting up, but Pope Francis don't play that shit. <laughs> Hashtag four realsies. <laughs> Also, being an Argentinian pope, uh, probably not afraid of a big chunk of beef, which is good news for him, John, because a couple of hundred years away from his new home in St. Peter's Square is a sensationally good steakhouse with a fridge full of <laughs> dead cow by the entrance. <laughs> so I, I assume he's going to be heading straight down there. Absolutely straight there. Pope Francis named himself after St. Francis of Assisi. He was the patron yes. saint of animals, often portrayed with a bird on his hands, possibly explaining why he's also the patron saint's of hand-washing and the patron saint of latex gloves. Um, <laughs> the very famous story about St Francis John, uh, travelling with his buddies, and he came across some trees that were jam-packed full of birds. So he told his pals to stop whilst he preached to his sisters, the birds, and the birds came flocking down to him. Hey, look, folks, he said, they flocked to me, the little flappy flaphounds. I think they really <laughs> just really love my voice because I'm, I'm amazing. Sure, St Francis said his friends. You, you might like to factor in the fact that you're wearing a jacket made of seeds. Yeah, so I like to dress snappy, said St Francis. What's wrong with that? Uh, well, you're going to have to buy a new jacket. That's all. All right, Aristotle, put a f***ing sock in it, just because you can't hold a tune. Guys, <laughs> it's a great book, isn't it, Andy? It's, a great, it's been a while since either of us have read it, but it's a great book. <laughs> that was another top story. Thank you for listening. Discover more from the Bugle Empire at thebuglepodcast.com. <laughs>